0: Good evening and welcome to a brand new edition of North London Is Red and we have a big news and it's a big money news as well. Manchester United target James Sancho has been rated at £115 million by Borussia Dortmund. This is what the amount of money Manchester United need to pay if they want to take Jaden Sancho to World Trafford. So obviously that is a lot of money and... As the report says that Manchester United do not have that sort of money to throw upon, so is he worth that uh, sort of amount? I think every penny of it, every penny of it. There is no doubt about that. You know, you look up his stats. You know, I feel stats never lie. So you look at it in that way, and you see. I don't think he's been or heavily placed, highly highly rated in that sense. I think. The money placement on him, I think, is precise. I feel I initially thought he was going to go for some 110, 105 million pounds. So I don't think a five million pound uh, over there would extra would, over there would, would make any difference because you know he's not one, he's not a player like Arsenal in Arsenal bought in Obama Young. For a few season impacts, you know, so get at least three, four, five, four, how many seasons they could get out of him. Because he is the player who could create an instant impact. And now we look at Jadon J- J- Sancho. Yes, he can create that instant impact. Plus, he's an investment signing. Because, you know, he, he's young, so you're expecting at least 8-9 seasons out of him. If you if uh, Manchester United, play that sort of money for him. So, he's, he's an instant impact investment signing. Whereas... Obama Young was more of an instant impact signing. It was not actually an investment signing in that sense. So, is he worthy of the price put on him? I think definitely there is no doubt about that. But the report says that Manchester United cannot afford him. So, how can they afford a player like Jaden Sancho, which is on the priority list with Jagrelish? So, I think it depends. If Paul Pogba moves out and you know, Manchester United paid, I think 89 million pounds for him. So even if they get 70 million pounds or, you know, something in that region, obviously more would be the ideal scenario. But even if they get, I guess, 68, I don't think they would go that low. I mean, if they want to sell Paul Pogba in order to acquire Jaden Sancho, so I think a minimum of 70 million should come from Paul Pogba and rest There's not a lot of Manchester players that could go high, can they? I mean, look at the team. No one is going to buy Jesse Lingard. Uh, I don't think they want to let go of Rashford. And uh, Mason Greenwood, Brandon Williams, you don't want to leave. I don't think Scott McTominay is going to leave. Bruno Fernandes just came. I think you're not going to leave. Johan Mata, he's the experienced guy in your team. You don't want him to leave. Otherwise, you know, you lack certain sense of experience and I think him in the midfield, David De Gea is not leaving, I think even Sergio Romero has no plans to leave, so I'm just trying to, Anthony Martial is not going to leave there, you know, so there's, I'm just trying to figure out where the finances are going to come because they cannot clearly not depend on their revenue because it's on a setback and they're, they need to also finalise some deals. I mean, it's going to be very interesting where that money comes from. I mean, the only source of income I can see is Paul Pogba. Was I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got rid of a lot of players that he didn't want. I mean, he didn't want he Ashley Young. He had to leave. he left little little bit late. He and I think he didn't like Lukaku or Lukaku impact wasn't there, so he went to Inter. He is having a gala time over there. He doesn't mind being at Inter. So. Going to be interesting where that you know remaining that 20-30 million pounds come from. Because clearly it's not going to come from their revenue account, so they need to sell someone after you know Paul Bogba who could deliver that sort of cost. So I'm just look trying to see through the first team and who is going to get that money. And the next news is Jose Mourinho wants. Oliver Giroud, yes, as we know, Jose Mourinho, he's trying to kind a more a suitable backup striker because, you know, Harry Kane got injured and Son Young min got injured and, you know, Harry Kane even got injured last season. So, I think he's, as it seems, he's not more of a trend that he's going to pick an injurious season and I think the impact that has left on Spurs this time around was more serious because, you know, the battle of Europe is so intensifying. You know, not only Wolves are uh, they you uh, got Chris Wilder, Sheffield United, and plus you're not in the rhythm that you wanted yourself to be. So I think that would be the main reason he wants Giroud. But let's not forget about the last man who made uh, Arsenal and any club. He joined then Tottenham. That last man was Emmanuel Adebayor and trust me, he was not well-recepted by Arsenal fans and I don't think his reception towards Tottenham fans was even that great. Even though he celebrated scoring against Arsenal, though, I really doubt He joined Arsenal, then he was sold in a more of a surprise move to Manchester City and then after Manchester City, he joined Tottenham Hotspur. See, I get it with players, you know, when... No one when you're at a stage of a career that no one wants you, or you gotta play for out of the options you gotta like to play for a bigger club, a bigger identity. But I mean I think it's ridiculous if you move to a cross-city rivals. Come on. You know, it's you know, if we see have we seen players move to Manchester City, to Manchester United, or United to City, and I think that's more acceptable because if you look at the start of the 21st century. Manchester United were dominating titles, they were dominating board football whereas Manchester City were just happy to be stay in the Premier League or be in the Premier League you know, so they were at that stage and you know players who usually used to do that cross city joining was players either who were the later, latter phase of her, their career, I mean obviously United players you know, they would go in the latter phase of the career or if They were not well treated or, you know, not given that opportunities in the United squad. So, I mean, and when obviously when the turn of the decade, when City started to invest, City football group started to invest, you know, that whole big money moves and contracts and big wages and all. Obviously, at that time, it happened. But, you know, I've seen a lot of players change their allegiance in the Manchester blue to Manchester red. And I think they got sort of settled with it, but you know what, they were in different places. You know, they were totally different places. Even when the city muscle, financial muscle move came in, they wanted to be at a level, but they were not yet. So that is different. And you know, now you now why this Arsenal Tottenham uh moving in is not well-receptive, basically, because when you look at the 21st century, Arsenal were challenging for titles. They won titles. And, and you know, where I suppose they were aiming for European football. That was somewhere sort of their aim, staying in the Premier League. And, when you know, when the decade turned, then Arsenal, were, for the first half of the decade, I think, was three, four seasons, they were genuinely now contending for the title. But after that, they were more in this sort of, you know, for Champions League qualification, you know, European, premium European football contention. And, you know, when Arsenal, you know, that title to European change happened, that's when Spurs started to emerge out as a main contender for European battles. So, when you look at through this decade, their aims and aspirations has been quite similar. So, this is why this derby adds up a lot of, heat, fire, you know, that excitement within them. And if you look that, you know, there is no players of messi Ronaldo searches that we used to see in El Clasico, but, you know, there is so much history to that derby when it happens and, you know, you don't miss out. You don't feel, when you look at El Clasico these days, you feel like something is missing. And when you look at the North London derby, it is not. It is not. I mean, you look at the table. Both, uh, Tottenham 8th, Arsenal ninth, and it's not like temporarily anyone has fallen down and anyone has come up. This is how both of the season has gone for these sides. So if you are Oliver Giroud, you want some playing time, even though Chelsea are reportedly trying to uh, make, extend his stay at Stafford Bridge, but he has clearly, he's made his intentions, he wants to be in the Euro squad for 2021 if hopefully it is going to take place. So he needs to get more playing time. And he got lucky because he was asking for a transfer in the January window where he had it six months to prove his worth to get uh, division De Deschamps to get into the French squad. Now, in a way, he is kind of lucky that he has an year to prove Deschamps that, you know what, I'm still your main striker. Yeah, it's going to be another sometime before you finally replace me with some youngster or some experienced one, but I'm still your main striker. So, see, I know he wants that. He could end up at entry. he could end up at Atletico Madrid, but out of all the places, why do you want to go to Tottenham when you played for a club Arsenal who actually gave you a sort of a, more of a concrete building reputation, then obviously... He had to leave, but that's different. But why do you want to do this? I mean, we know his loyalty isn't exactly with Arsenal the way he celebrated the Europa League win with Chelsea. I mean, he had every right to, but his aftermatch comments and all, I think think it's very clear that he is not that loyal to Arsenal. But can this move happen? I think it can. I think it can. There is no question about when you talk about Giroud's loyalty. He is loyal. He's more like a player who is loyal to the club he plays. He is more like you know Andrew Cole. The, when whichever football club he played for, he gave his best. He gave it also. I mean, when you talk about those terms, he, Giroud is just like that. Whichever club he plays for, he's going to give it all. So I don't think there is a lot of sentiments that are going to be there for him. But if he as some bit of those sentiments within him, I don't think he's going to move to Tottenham. I mean, moving up to Tottenham is a bold statement. Moving on to Manchester United player, Marcus Roger, who's with Boca Juniors, could actually make his deal permanent. So this is interesting. Yes, even though his deal would get permanent, there's no estimation about the value um, uh, how much money Boca would have to pay but I don't think they're going to pay him a lot or it's going to help United's pursue for Jaden Sancho and moving on to another defender PSG's successful most successful captain Tiago Silva still aims for playing a top European club so in that context we have a lot of players a lot of clubs emerging out for this player because You know, not only his experience, he still feels that he could play for two, three years at the top level. And I think he can. And, you know, even if though you cannot play him, like, you know, if you look at the Premier League aspect, three games every week, even though if you cannot play him in that way, but he's an experienced player. You want to have this sort of player in your squad. And uh, I think Premier League clubs are very much interested in him. And three of the front runners in the Premier League are... Arsenal. will. would it be wonderful if you know if if David Lewis left and the Sulba would take in up his place? Even though he's old old, I think he could do better a job than anyone. So Arsenal could be one of the places, but does he consider uh you know Arsenal a European elite that is to his own liking? Bulls are there, who I think their aim is pretty. Clear, you know, for the next season or so, get in European places, get in Champions League football, or I think Champions League football would be their aim for next season. I guess now they, I think, their more realistic aim this season would be a direct Europa League spot. I think, and Everton who are having a renaissance against Carlo Ancelotti, so you want? I don't think Everton are going to get in European football places this season. So. If he wants to take the gamble, I think Everton are more of a gamble because you don't know what can happen because when the transfer market ended this season, you know, it, it looked like a genuine squad for Marco Silva to get onto European places, but you know, they are 12th in the table. They've had Duncan Ferguson as temporary manager. Now Carlo Ancelotti is pulling all the strings you want. So It's going to be interesting if that is the club and also he's Win link to AC Milan, and another club. You want to see where they end up the season because you, if you want to play with European elite, I think the basic thing should be playing in a European competition. Is irrespective whether it's the Champions League or Europa League. I don't know. He has not made it clear that Europe. He's open to playing to Europa League or it just have to be Champions League. That is not clear. He said that he wants to play. The reports said he wants to play with European elite. So I think continental football should be the main approach. So he needs to see which club ends up where. So I think Wolves are going to end up with a European spot. There is no doubt about that. But let's, if you want to play for Arsenal, if you get attracted to their history and all, you need to see where they end. I don't think he's interested to play for Arsenal-Everton if they end out out of European spots. And for the final news, Paulo Dybala's contract is going to end in 2020. and. There's been some talks that he might go for a new contract, but the report says that he wants a 12 million pound salary per year. So that is some lot of money, some big lot of money that he's asking. So there has not been a reply stance on that where you will actually stand on that, but that's the amount he's asking. So it's going to be interesting if you wait are going to leave this starlet? they are they going to negotiate with him and what but he you know he is i think he's demanding that sort of money it's i think it's correct he has proved his way in the attack you know out of the shadows of cristiano ronaldo he has a separate identity in the attack so i think it's fair that he deserves a raise what he is having but you just don't know how long you're not going to have the fans in the stadium and there's a lot of financial aspects that have to be seen so it all depends how much money you have. So and they're even trying to push from some new players, you know, because I think when you weigh, you, you look at that you know leaving this season, you seria you're comfortably winning, your more realistic aim is to get with winning the Champions League because they get into the quarterfinals and you know semi final stages, I think, and they come to the finals, but not winning it. I think winning the Champions League is their main priority, and I think that was the, one of the major reasons they signed Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, last year, they got knocked out by Ajax high flying side, even though Ronaldo played his bits in, I think, from the round of 16 from group stages, then he single-handedly won the game against Atletico Madrid in the second leg and he even scored in the quarter-finals but all in vain that golden generation of Ajax eventually went on to the semi-finals, lost on away goals to Spurs who eventually lost to Liverpool who got their sixth European crown. Thank you for listening. Stay safe.